I'm Steve Denise and welcome to The Bookstash, a podcast where I chat with fantasy author Ash Oldfield about reading, writing and everything in between. Alright Ash, so I've seen that you've been reading, or just finished reading a book lately, uh, The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? You kind of stole my thunder there because I was going to surprise you by saying, do you remember when we were in that bookstore and I couldn't walk away from that book? Well, it took me six hours to read. <laughs> so I, you and I were in a bookstore and we saw this. I just fell in love with this book cover. It was beautiful, gold foil around the letters uh, of the word The Cruel Prince, this gorgeous tree with a crown and a beetle. So, And there's illustrations on every chapter as well. It's just the same illustration every time, but it was so beautiful. I judged a book by its cover, bought it, took it home and then devoured it. I remember it well because I took a photo of it and it's on our Instagram account so you yeah. can see it. Yeah, it's a gorgeous book. I really love the gold lettering. The um, effort put in the print stage is uh, definitely paying off with that book. It's beautiful in the bookshelf. But uh, what about the actual book itself? Well, you know, they say don't judge a book by its cover, and mm-hmm. I did, and I got away with it because the inside is, if anything, even more beautiful than the outside. It's such a well-crafted story. It's just gorgeous. So I don't even know where to begin with this one because I love everything about it, but it was such a predictable story. I sort of knew everything that was going to happen before it happened, but I didn't care because it was so beautifully written, uh, because the world was such a rich tapestry. I just enjoyed being in the moment. So maybe just give us the top points, like what's the story about? What sort of book is it as well, I guess? So this is, it's young adult fantasy. So obviously I already have a huge love for that genre anyway, and it's the Basic premise is humans being raised in the magical world of the fae, the fairy people. Mm -hmm. So they're the only non-magical creatures in the entire world. So there's a certain weakness that they have because they don't have that magical strength, but then they've got a certain inner strength that, if anything, makes them stronger than the fairies in another way. So... It's the the main character is a, one of a pair of identical twins. So she's called Jude, and she has a real like I don't give a damn kind of attitude with regards to being looked down upon for her weakness. She yep. always stands up tall and proud and makes herself appear strong. She trains in weaponry so that she is just as good a sword fighter as any of the fairies, and, yes, she does not show any weakness. Her identical twin sister, Taryn, is much more of a, I guess you'd say girly girl. She wants to wear the pretty dresses. Not that Jude doesn't, but she's just more about she wants to get married to be accepted by the Fae rather than showing her strength to be accepted by the Fae. So the paths they take it through life are going to be very different. And then they've got a half-sister who is half-Fae. So she's got the magic, but she doesn't want to live in that world. So there's a really great complexity between the sisters there, lots of ins and outs of the relationship, lots of subtleties in the gestures, in the the conversations that they have, that's just fantastic. Um, And then, I mean, the story is called The Cruel Prince. Yeah. I've got to the end of the book and I still don't know who they're referring to as The Cruel Prince because there are multiple princes. Mysterious titular character. 
well, none of them are, I wouldn't want to be friends with any of them. <laughs> so that, cause it's such a, I don't think I've gone into this when I've talked to you about it in the past, you know, since I've been, I've been telling everybody about this book, but it's actually <laughs> quite brutal and bloodthirsty. So the Fae are not these beautiful magical creatures with golden hair and translucent wings they're really brutal like they will happily stab each other in the back tear each other apart limb from limb um the kind of stand-in father the green-skinned father of these girls he's a red cap so they need to murder and soak their caps in the blood to keep it red in order to survive so their father is a killer nice so yeah there's really really cool stuff it is brutal and yet so intoxicatingly, gloriously beautiful that you just go along for the wild ride. Nice. So it's, yeah, I loved it. So I guess um, from a writer's perspective, what did you learn from the book? What sort of lessons were in there? So within this book is embedded the most subtle details that you feel as if you're in the world. It's such a rich I think I said this before, rich tapestry. It's very vibrant. So the writer includes these tiny little details that you don't notice when you're reading. And it's only when I go back that I say, well, it wasn't just a song being sung in the background. She said it was a cat-headed goblin singing a ballad in the background. She doesn't just say they sat down for the evening meal. She'll say they ate uh, honey-covered figs and berries, wild berries and stuff. So everything that she says is in the world. So it's just conjuring up imagery of the world and creating the setting. Yeah, exactly right. And this is something I need to make sure I do more. My editor actually just pointed out to me um, (laughs) when she's going through the final proof of my book, I mentioned a hose and my editor was like, well, would they have hoses in that world? And that was the sort of thing where I went, actually, I don't know. So you do need, I need to include more of these tiny little nuances that the reader doesn't mm. notice but makes them have that overall sense of a complete world. I guess it's if you're building a fantasy world too, you want to think about things like the sayings that exist that you might just use offhandly without thinking, rely on things that exist in our world that maybe don't exist in the world of the fantasy characters. So well, you have to think about their versions of those the things. The one I had fun with with uh, when I first started the Rochea series was mm. what would their curse words be? Oh, yeah, I love Because that. it's not going to be what we say because it's all based on your social norms. Mm. So I had a lot of fun coming up with curse words. I, I've never u- really used them, but I, <laughs> there was something I had a lot never of fun really with. You need them. Yeah, exactly. So you do need to know what the religion is. So who, what God are they going to be cursing? You need to yeah. know what how the government structure is and all that kind of thing. Yeah, to absolutely. Know. Even what kind of animals there are for the sort of sayings. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, that's the one I use a lot in my books is the animal one. Your wonderful ochres. Yes, the uh, feather-brained, brainless, flightless birds. Love them. I'd love a pet ochre. They're basically just a dog that's a bird. Ba- basically, they were based off my dog. <laughs> so anytime my dog does something stupid, it goes in the book. So wouldn't the book just be full of those moments then? Drake's pretty stupid. Yeah, he's a pretty stupid dog, but I edit a lot of that out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's like a bonus chapter that doesn't exist. It's just pages and pages of 
shenanigans. What's my dog done now? (laughs) (laughs) Was there any other lessons you wanted to share from the book? I'm just scanning through the book now. Um, I mean, the whole the whole book is a lesson in mastercraft of writing. It makes me realize I have a long way to go before I can be one of the true greats. So, I mean, Holly Black is she? I mean, she's a veteran writer. She is a bestseller. I mean, she's she was on the New York Best Time Selling list for years for multiple books. Um, the most famous one probably being the Spiderwick Chronicles, which has been on my TBR for a very very long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I should I should get around to those. Might make a good future episode. Oh, maybe yeah. Um, all right. Well, should we move along into the, um, your writing tip for this? We can do that if you'd like. Yeah. I have been really struggling lately with my writing. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been in a bit of a rut. So I want to talk about how to identify where you've gone wrong because I have figured out where I went wrong with the third book of my series. Yeah. It took me a week of a heavy, heavy planning. You saw the, yeah. um, the repercussions of that. So I want to just talk about if you're having struggles with your writing at home, this is what I do personally. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I go back to the moment in time where I was still really excited about the book, like giddy with excitement. And I move forward from there up until the point where I wasn't excited anymore. And I try to identify what was wrong there. What killed your excitement? Yeah, exactly. What killed the excitement? So it could have been that you've deviated down the wrong path. So I have said in prior episodes, talk to your characters, ask your characters where they want to go and how come, are you forcing them down a path they shouldn't be going? Are you forcing the story down a path that shouldn't be going? With my own story, I realized there was one key element to the world I was forgetting about that nothing else I did tied in properly because there was that final piece of the puzzle that just hadn't been put in yet. As soon as I found that piece of the puzzle, I was ready to go back into writing again. Sometimes though, you do have to appreciate that it's just not a good idea. So I have gotten into stories about 5,000 words in and just gone, I can't keep doing this. There's nothing here. I've exhausted everything there is. Maybe it's just a short story. Maybe it's nothing. So I personally only give myself 10,000 words to decide. Once I'm at that 10,000 word point, I either have to commit to finishing the story or I can scrap it. So that's that moment for me of, is this actually a good idea? Do I think I can keep going? So uh, you do have to be a little bit brutal. You can't spend forever on on a boring idea. If you're bored, the reader was bored. Well, yeah, because that's the idea that got you excited to write about it in the first place. But what if it's a later book in the series? And that is something else that I wanted to talk about was that it could be, so for me, third book of the series that I'm working on, I've been working on this series for about five years now, you know, from the planning stage onwards. So there is that element of fatigue. So getting away from my desk, going out and about, went on holiday recently. It was very, very nice. Um, So yeah, getting away from that desk did me a world of good. So getting out, seeing the world, talking to people, socializing, that all recharged my batteries, which really helped me get back into my writing zone. And the other thing that I do, which is it's, it's so simple on the surface, is change the font read over it. And just that fresh look can change everything. So I do do that sometimes, or I print it out and read it from the printout, um, switch from handwriting to typing or back again, really depending on what I'm doing. Well, does that pretty much cover everything you want to I say? Think about so, the tip? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. obviously that leads us into 
um, an update on your series, Ash. So you mentioned that... This is my accountability. Yeah. What have I been doing? The most exciting and terrifying thing in a writer's life is going through that final, final proof and hitting print on the publisher's website. Yeah. So I have just, 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 just wiped my hand off the Lost City uploaded it online and it's getting ready to be ready for Supernova, which is coming up soon. It's super exciting. Yeah. So I actually wanted to flip my accountability around because you people at home may not realize Steve's the one that, because he's a designer, he does my layout for me for my book. That so I do. you have been working with my editor on that layout, that final proof to make sure it looks like a book. And I wanted to know from you, what are some of the things you and my lovely editor, Cat Betts, what do you guys do to make sure my book looks great? Well, okay. I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> I, I'm not prepared, but that's okay. I do take an interest in these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there's a few things. Um, obviously, there's way more things. I do a whole podcast just on that. But for this podcast, I'm just going to talk about... Um, so widows, orphans, and maybe touch a bit on rivers as well. And there's a lot of contention about what well, the difference is between a widow and an orphan. People have different ideas about which one's the widow and which one's the orphan. Oh, I still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, the more I read about it, the less I'm confident. But what they basically are, are um, when you have a big run-on sentence that goes for a while, a big paragraph of text, if you just have a final word that's just hanging at the end all by itself, or potentially one at the top of the page or at the end of the page just all by itself, basically that's that's a widow or an So orphan. on one line of text, it's just one word. Is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah, exactly okay. right. Um, and there's a few different tricks we can do. There's a few technical things we can do to fix those, but the most common one is just putting a, a line return, like a carriage return, which is a shift enter press in most editing programs, and that'll just break it down to the line. The little thing to be careful about this is if you're doing an ebook version, you want to make sure you don't do that on your ebook version because it'll actually introduce really weird little line breaks throughout your text and your text will look really strange. It were at some point you were making me rewrite some of my sentences as well. So yeah. you were telling me, you know, just add in three or four more words here to this sentence, which exactly, is not yeah. as easy as you seem to think it is. <laughs> so, so expanding a sentence is the best fix from the design perspective because it means we don't have to change the ebook. But in the case where we don't want to change the sentence, I've just been keeping two versions. Do you mean when the writer's being stubborn? Exactly. <laughs> I've just been keeping two versions of the book alive. And then um, I try to do that as a last step in the process. I recommend not dealing with those until you've dealt with everything else. Um, the editor does a really good trick of going through the manuscript and highlighting them in a color. So it means at the very end, after I've made all her changes on the final draft, I can just go through and, and fix those. And I noticed she made notes with some of them. I've just wait and see what these changes do because this one may disappear anyway. Yeah. So I did see those notes when I went through and made my changes from my end. And the other one I just wanted to quickly mention was Rivers. Um, mm -hmm. And Rivers are pretty straightforward. It's just, it's a weird like visual thing that happens where the gaps in the text as you look down the page just all join up between all the sentences and make this weird like basically like a river of white space throughout the text. So they're pretty easy to fix too. You just, you know, put in a longer word somewhere just to break them up. But that's something to keep an eye out for when you're writing. We should get into our writing prompt for mm -hmm. everyone. Yes. So um, what have you got for us this time? So this time I was kind of lazy with this because I was too busy reading The Cruel Prince and getting my <laughs> book ready for print. So I went to randomwordgenerator.com yep. and 
just got two random words generated. And so they happen to be Pierce, P-I-E-R-C-E, yep. and Stroke, S-T-R-O-K-E. Mm-hmm. And thought maybe write that in a paragraph. But, at, you know, you may want to generate your own words and write a paragraph or make that the title of a story or. Yeah, cool. Yeah, just something nice and easy, this one. A quick, simple one this time. I'm busy. I'm tired <laughs> from proofreading my own work. So you mentioned we're going to be at Supernova Ash. Yes. Um, so for everyone, that's going to be Supernova Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, what date is Supernova Melbourne, Ash? Oh, too soon. It's April the 20th, I think. It, that's when I'm setting up. I think that actual it's open 21st and 22nd of April. So the weekend of the 21st, 22nd of April? Yes, the Saturday, Sunday in the Melbourne showgrounds. Artists Alley, I will be there. Nice. Smile on my face. So come down and say hello. Hopefully we'll both be there and you can say hi to both of us. Um, Ash will be having her second book available to sell at Lost City. Um, it's just gone off to the printer's. It's waiting as of for approval. Last night. Yes. <laughs> so pending approval. Um, so if everything goes to plan, we'll have both books available for sale. Mm-hmm. And as well as, you know, our lovely selves being there, and I shall be happy to sign copies. I will always sign copies of my book. The problem is stopping me from signing copies <laughs> of my book. <laughs> and if you've already read the first book, it's a good chance to get the next one. But you can mm-hmm. also find out what kind of dragon you are. So we'll have a quiz. Yeah, we'll do that out. again. That was good fun, wasn't it? People was love awesome. finding out what kind of dragons they are. And I like choosing what kind of dragons people are. <laughs> just by having a quick chat to them, figuring it out, their yeah, exactly. personality. It's fun. Yeah. It's a good thing. So, um, yeah, all right. So, again, that's the 21st, 22nd, uh, we think, of April at Melbourne Supernova. Um, so until next time, keep reading, keep writing, and we'll see you soon. We will see you soon.